0: think she's such a threat. We choose the right to be who we are. We know the difference between the reality of freedom and the illusion of freedom. There's a way to live with earth and a way not to live with earth. We choose the way of earth. It's about power.
1: Mm
2: Greetings and good day and welcome, my relatives. I shake your hands with a good heart. This is a voicing from the heart, and it's good for all of us to be here. You're listening to First Voices Radio, Antiochus, and Ghost Horse, sending you greetings and strength from the highlands of the Esopus, or what Americans and Dutch call the Catskill Mountains. Regardless, it is a highlands of the Asopas in the lands of the Muncie speaking Lenape. This is an all native hosted, all native produced First Voices Radio, and Liz Hill from the Red Lake and Anishinaabe Nation is the producer of First Voices Radio. You can now hear us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprouts, Spotify, as well as First Voices Indigenous for archive, downloading, and listing. We will continue with Kayla Kelly, guest host. On many occasions when I am away and stepped away from the microphone on First Voices Radio, and she'll be talking with Kanaka Maoli cultural practitioner and Kahu Mikilani Young. Their conversation begins with a prayer for one Hawaiian elder, then goes on to the cultural and spiritual relationship between Indigenous peoples, protection of Mauna Kea and Mikilani Young's own prayerful path, living here with Turtle Island, thousands of miles away from the Hawaiian nation. And here is Kayla Kelly, I get to remind you that it is an honor to hear words from the islands that we don't frequent enough, we don't hear about enough.
3: Aloha no, Miki and welcome to the show. Aloha, Keala. How are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad we can do this. Before we start, though, before we get on with the interview, us two, Kanaka Maoli, need to do a moment of stillness and quiet for Uncle Ku Ching. He's one of our kupuna who has been on the front lines to protect Mauna Kea for over 20 years now. And Uncle is in hospital recovering from a stroke. So we invite everyone hearing this program to take a deep breath with us and send pule. That's Hawaiian word for prayer. Send your best healing energy to Uncle from wherever you are at this moment. He needs our aloha. Yes. Okay, Lava. Mm-hmm. I know, you know. I just thought to do that. You know, I realize it's unusual to do that on the radio, but this is First Voices Radio, and that's how us Native Poe gotta do things sometimes, right? Right. And right. also, I want to let people know we're recording this conversation on November twenty fourth. It's the National Day of Mourning, also known as Un Thanksgiving Day or Thanks Day by some. So. We need to be grateful and prayerful for for our elders, and I mean our elders of the past, the present, and the future when I say that. So it's a perfect day to have a conversation with Mickey Lenny Young. I'm so grateful we can have this time to talk story, share something about your life and your work, and what it means to be Kanaka Maoli, and to be the woman that you are, practicing both the cultural ways of our ancestors and the spiritual ways while living on Moku Honu. And Mokohonu is the way Hawaiians say turtle island. Mahalo for doing that small moment of quiet with me for Uncle Ku. I know he means a lot to you.
4: Well, Uncle Ku, like many of our um, elders before us, who stood for our sacred mountain, Mauna Awa as well as many of our sacred places, you know. For me, the importance of taking care of our elders, physically, but also spiritually, is so crucial. I mean, for us, right, as Kanaka Maoli indigenous people to our own sacred homelands, when we pull it, that's who we pull it to. Besides creator, we're asking direction from our, um, our kupuna that are present and our kupuna that have transitioned into the next realms. But just because they're in those spaces, it doesn't mean they've left us. But while we do have them here, it's so crucial that we heed our kupuna who are doing beautiful movements and powerful movements and so learn what we can you know that's that's how i was raised learn what we can from our elders they're the keepers of our stories like i hear constantly from our indigenous family here on Mokuhonu on Turtle island you know whether i'm with the apaches or the winnamom or the Oots, or the Lakotas, or the Mo- Mohawks, or the Wabanakis, Tonaho'otoms. It's a very strong thing for us as Indigenous people who are practicing and doing our traditional ways constantly. I'm reminded just in this conversation,
3: like it isn't just that he needs that energy, because him or any elder being in that condition, they need that energy from us, and they're reminding me that, I need to give that to them you see because they're even in that condition they give to us by just reminding us that we you know come and pray for me by just being like that that's the only the onlyest thing we can do for them really right the most deeply meaningful process that we can engage for our kupuna is to be in that prayer for them while we have them like you said while we have them in this life um, I mean, I'm gonna say this for the audience. The first time I ever heard of Mickey Mikilani Young was during the protest to protect Mauna Kea. Uh, you, Mickey Mikilani, did something absolutely extraordinary and you're all the way up there. I know you're from here, but you're up there in California and you began a daily pule for the Mauna that ended up lasting three years. I mean, I can't even, <laughs> I can't describe anything about that except to say, what an act of dedication. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how that came about and how the protests changed your life's direction or impacted your life.
4: Yeah, so about nine years ago, I've been continuously shifting. And nine years ago, when we saw what was happening on the mountain, when I saw what was happening on the mountain at that time with my wife, we were watching it via social media and i remember sitting there and thank goodness that i had already met kumupua case and had learned very specific prayers for the mauna and as i was watching our people crying because i'm so far from home Mm. and i was like i got the chance i got the prayers so i am staring through this technology that allows me to see what's happening and align the chants and the prayers. And that day, it took me to a whole nother level of intentions to know that my body physically in the human realm is not on my ancestral homelands. But what can I do to shift the frequencies that some people call it, and the energies, the vibrations? And so I remember crying to the screen, looking at the screen, watching and just chanting, ma'ala Ume Punap Mehi Lo" or "Hemu oya, I'm praying for everybody that was there and realize that's my part. And I've always been prayerful, but when everything started to happen for me, it was meeting Kumupua in 2014 and then seeing the things happening on the Mauna in 2015. And it just took me, the Mauna, and I know it's the Mauna, that took me on a whole different direction than I thought my life was supposed to go on, that I thought I was doing the Kanaka thing by teaching hula. Sharing hula, sharing our history, explaining what the movements mean. But Akua showed me there was more. The Mauna showed me there was more. And, like what we were talking about, Uncle Ku, you know, the last time I checked, the Mauna it is our kupuna. Mm, yeah. And the Mauna took me on this spiritual journey. And through my life here on Turtle Island, on Mokuhonu, it's taken me on a beautiful journey to align our sacred Mauna with so many indigenous people, sacred Mauna, sacred Vai, sacred Aina, going to specific places, learning the importance of their sacredness and how they hold dear their prayers. And sitting in ceremony and prayers with many different elders and chiefs, tribes, and just feeling really blessed to be able to align our pule with their pule for their homelands, because I truly believe the Mauna has me here for a reason. And like a child of the Mauna, I'm sure my mama is saying, hey, how are you behaving on those sacred lands? Are you helping our sacred family? So that's kind of how it all kind of started for me to understand the potency of Pule from right where I'm at. Mm
3: -hmm. You know, I'm not somebody who, I mean, although I use social media, we all do. Um, I think of it as like that if you're in Los Angeles and you have to drive the 10 freeway to get somewhere, you just go and do it. It doesn't mean you want to be in that traffic, right? And that's the way I feel about social media. I don't get into the reality TV aspect of how it gets used. And I would say it gets used that way by Hawaiians a lot. And it's exhausting to wade through it for actual information. So that was one of the reasons I really admired what you were doing, even though I and myself am more and feel oftentimes more warrior and you know, because my pule happens before the battle, right? And if I feel like I'm in a battle, I'm like, I'll do the prayer before, but once I get in there, it's I'm all pause in. I, I'm not going to stop off and do some protocol. But I, I admired what you are doing because it was a use of this technology in a way that, <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but you managed to have the sacredness. And I guess, you know, now that I think about it, like just starting this off with a, just a moment of pule and quiet for Uncle Koo, you know, to use the technology in that way is it's uncommon and you did that. I respect and I aloha you for that because that's just a really courageous thing to do, but it's also a really good use of <laughs> of the technology that it's not usually how it's done, right? So it was right. uh, it was a, it was such an important thing you did. I'd I like to see that become a trend if anybody else is thinking that way. But my sense of your work and your life is that because there you talked for a moment about being a kumuhula. And, and that in and of itself, we know that historically it's a, it's a spiritual practice that dance is not, you know, got turned into entertainment post U.S. takeover of Hawaii, but not that it wasn't always for religious purposes. It was oftentimes to celebrate, but now it's this whole other kind of representation of us. And it's hard. I think it's very hard sometimes to see the sacred in it, but Mm -hmm. you're, work went from kumu hula to more like a kahu and can you talk a little bit about what that means (laughs) i know i'm putting you on the spot but you know that's that's what interviews are for
4: (laughs) right well and i wanted to just kind of go back just a little bit and in the transition of me doing live feeds and and it does tie into what you're seeing for me it's like our ancient people it wasn't a thought it was like we were always guided right we were always guided by and so whenever we move, and I'm sure Kyla is we you and I talk, you know, when we're not just on this interview, but I just allow the the conversation to go. I say allow, meaning like I just let go and have no concept of where the conversation needs to go when you and I are talking, like just on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. So in my life, I move the same way. And there's a lot of um this trusting something that we don't physically see but the crazy part is we do see a coup cool and everything because mm-hmm. the trees the food right the lands the water the animals the elementals which are very well and very connected to um and one day i just remember being in kumi island san diego and i just remember getting this overwhelming feeling and i'm like that's it i'm just gonna i just I just did a live feed. I didn't know what direction it was going on. And honestly, that's not me, actually. this I'm not a live feed. I don't need mm-hmm. to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm okay because the only person I want to be seen by and he's not even a person is a Kua. Mm-hmm. And so I just started the live feed. And all of a sudden, it was like I was getting all these messages. And I was like, wait, what? And I'm not talking about humans. Like, I could sense things. So all of a sudden, here I am doing it four times a day. And then I didn't move down to three times a day, but it was for three and a half years. And I remember my partner at that time asked me like, I think we were only in the first 10 days. She goes, how long are you gonna do this for? I said, I don't know, as long as the quote cool wants me to do it. <laughs> I, as I was going through the process, like I just never thought about what I was gonna say. It just happened. And I'm like, okay, right before I would go on, this is your life, not mine. I'm just a vessel, so please speak through me. Please guide me. Please direct me. Whatever needs to be said, whatever needs to be done, let me have no fears. Let me have no doubts. Trusting you completely. And it just evolved into... I was just praying and praying. And I'm like, we just, I believe in manifestation and we got to get everybody chanting these chants to believe Monica is restored to her true splendor.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And from that, it just exploded to me meeting people, not just in, I mean, really a lot of people on Turtle Island, but around the world. I mean, I've t- spoken to people in Poland and there was a lady when I would do something She would be riding her bike. If I'm walking, she would walk to a line. And so for me, it's a different approach because I can feel the vibration. This is why hula, for me, hula, you're right, is spiritual. Because to me, the movement is the physical appearance of wanting something to appear or happen. So part of it is the speaking it into existence. But the other part is actually doing. And the doing for us is the dancing. I mean, I think it's in all cultures. This is why we dance. This is why we chant or sing or whatever it is. But I just wanted to share that. I hope I didn't go too much off topic. Not at all. No, rest. No. I admire
3: and respect when somebody can do what you're talking about. And that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you because I, it's re, it's a refreshing story to hear, to share with people. You know, I remember the first time I went to the, what's it called, the the Museum of the Native American. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, you know, you walk down that whole kind of mall area and I don't mean to get off topic either, but this is just to speak to you doing that kind of prayer is a kind of anchor because you're 2,500 miles away from home, but there's a kind of energy Mm -hmm. and strength in anchoring that chant, any of those chants and speaking all the way over here to Mm Mauna Kea, which is if measured from its base, the tallest mountain on earth. And it is In the Pacific, if you measure just from the the sea level up, it's, I think, the second highest. We also have Mauna Loa right across the way, which is the, I think it's the widest mountain on Earth. And it's a live living volcano. Pele does a lot of work Mm -hmm. there. So I'm reminded about your prayer because the first time I went to that museum, there's this, I don't know if you've ever been there, but there's this massive pohaku from I think from this island I'm not sure which island it's from it might actually be from Molokai I have to check but it's massive okay like it would have taken who knows what to get it from here to there and I'd heard about this and I thought that's weird like this isn't a, we're not Native Americans and they keep trying to Native Americanize us because of Senator in Wayne because that's what Uncle Sam wants to do to the Hawaiian people we are not Native Americans anybody listening to this we're not American Hawaiians are not American so just you know deal with that. Right. But anyways, I'm walking and I'm by myself and I'm walking to go see this museum, but I wanted to see that Pohaku, which is on the back of the museum, on the backside. So I see it from far away. Oh, I got I felt kind of like I felt like I was going to cry seeing it because I was like, "Oh my god, it's so alone over there." And then as I got closer, here's what happened. I got closer to it and I felt its Aloha. It is I mean, I don't know how mm-hmm. they chose that Pohaku, but it it is joyous in that place, which is extraordinary to me because it's so by itself. But I saw mm-hmm. when I got to it, it's like the anchor for that building. It's positioned in this way that felt to me like, oh, it's, it's anchoring something huge. Many prayers are anchored in this Pohaku being here and many prayers would have gone with it. And it was so... I felt incredible joy when I got next to it, you know, and I had to hug it. I'm reminded of that when I think of you as that puhaku. <laughs> like, you anchor this kind of mana, this Hawaiian thing that we as a people bring into this world by being who we are. But we forget it. I forget it. And you don't. So mahalo to you for that, because that's not an easy thing to take all of what you said and, and what you know and to pull it into a manifested
4: energy which is what a prayer is right right you know being on this journey and being away it's funny i just just today earlier i was talking to my wind family just to say hey how you guys doing you know because just like you um i celebrate how i i'm going to say this how lono um to everybody that's what i do celebrate um and it's our season our four month season yeah, tell, so let's talk celebrate to, that tell people what makahiki is so that they know what what that means well, on uh, November seventeenth um, is when we celebrate our New Year's. It's when we have the changing of the season for us. We have two main seasons: Kū and Lono season. Lono season um, is a time when we have a bunch of ceremonies. And I, I and I'm a very simple person when I say stuff like this, but anyways, we have we have ceremonies. Um, we take out offerings, whole kupus out to the ocean, to our ahu's, our heyo, um, and then of course to our ali'i. These are in honor of Lono, which Lono is our God of harvest, of love. And when we do this, when we give all these offerings, it's in honor so that we can see the fertility of the land keep going for us to keep feeding us. So we feed the gods, the ancestors, and they feed us. But it's also a time of a lot of rest, a lot of games, a lot of feasting. And it's not on one particular day. It's for four months. We're not allowed to fight, argue, um, but to really just spend time in love. And for me, the deeper sense of that is because um, when you think about it, like I was just telling my Wintun family when I was talking a story with them, I was sharing about this space that I'm in. And again, I want to shout out all of Sierra Miwoks for allowing this Kamakama'oli to be on your sacred lands. But as I'm here... I'm growing food and the goal is to get other people who are in a like-minded way of praying around when we grow food. And Lono season, like I was telling them, I said with the chickens and the lands, because I'm tending to them and I'm praying with them, I know what kind of energy is going into my food that I'm growing and the eggs and the chickens, like all the animals and the elementals when I needed more rain praying. So in doing Lono season, for me, it's a season for me is all the time because we're going to kind of constantly need to grow food. But for the four months is really crucial. The main part, it's like it's kind of like what people say when they go to they talk about church is giving their 10 percent. Well, this is how we give our 10 percent and mm-hmm. above and beyond. Mm-hmm. At that time, we didn't have no such thing as money. It was all about giving the best of what we tended to right Mm -hmm. and so if I want Pono food because we can say we want I Pono food but if the person gardening or if you want to call it garden tending to the lands is not Pono is a food relief Pono Mm -hmm. so Lono season makes sense why we're supposed to be celebrating having fun not fighting because we're talking about food and that to me reminds me the difference between medicine and poison and so, what we do this time of Lono season is really crucial for Ku season. Because then we shift over to Ku season, then that's when the other things can happen. Now we're off and we can do that, but we've already laid all our prayers during this time, this these past four months. And I wanted to tie in one more thing is that I'm a firm believer that when, you know, like in the Ahupua'a system, in our village mentality, you know, you had your Kahus, you had your chiefs, you had your farmers, your fishermen. And anyone who had anybody doing the type of work you're doing, I mean, they show it in movies too. You should always have a kahu, a priest, a medicine person that mm-hmm. is praying for you so you can continue to do the work. Because you can't do it alone. It's it's going to take a village. And you need a village to support the work that, you know, Akua has placed in front of you. So I want to say that to you, kiala
3: I appreciate you saying that, and and I know that media work isn't considered typically in Hawaiian world as that kind of level, but it yeah it, it's all of those things as well. And it's also about manifesting, it's bringing something into existence that wasn't there before and would not otherwise right. be there. And right. that's why there's always, for anything I would do, there's always prayers in advance, usually a few complaints like, why me, God? Like, you're like, you're, you're, you're the opposite. You're like, okay, let's do this. And I'm like, wait, what? Pull the brakes. My little sound effects there for radio. But Kahu is like a medicine person. It's the same thing. That's what mm-hmm. Kahu do. And you're walking on that path. And it's a, it's a difficult thing to do. Well, it seems difficult to me, but you're doing it with incredible grace because, as you said, you're in someone else's country. And yet you're coming, you're being there as Kanakamali. I know you've talked about Chief Kaleen to me, and maybe you can speak a little bit about her and her influence.
4: So Chief Kaleen, if people don't know, is the chief of the Winamwintu tribe, who is the chief of Mount Shasta, or in their language, Buyumpuyuk. I was living on Tongva lands, Los Angeles, or actually, technically, I was on Tataviam lands. But anyway, she shared with me about her story about the salmon and that's their ancestors. And by the end of that, she's like, why don't you come to ceremony? And one thing I know indigenously, or at least when somebody invites you, <laughs> you jump on it, you don't wait, you don't right. think about it. Later on, chief has said to me, you know, I only invite once. And this is after I already accepted. I went, <laughs> Chief K- Kaleen is amazing. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing chief and an amazing leader. So passionate about her people. And I've lived with them for four months. But I've been with their tribe, doing work with them for the past almost nine years. And so while being with Chief, just learning more about the salmon, learning about their lands, the lands that she lives on, about her ancestral connection to Mount Shasta. And she has a deep love for Mount Nakia, always standing with us. I first started to stand for Mount Nakia as far as like physically at the TMT headquarters out in Pasadena and then started to call in the Tongvas. And then all of a sudden, tons of Tongvas and all these indigenous people started to come around me that lived in California. And from there, Akua just took me on this very nomadic slash voyaging because my people say, you're not a nomadic, you're a voyager. I was like, kind of the same thing. One is water, one is land. Okay. But I was like, here I am traveling across Turtle Island, literally trusting Akua in how I was going to get gas money, how I was going to eat. Didn't know which direction I was going. All I knew I needed to get to the East Coast, to Maine, to the Wabanaki tribe. And along the way, just stopping within different lands, even if I didn't know the tribe, just praying on their by their water, praying for their nation, bringing kupu to their nation. And here I am now stationary on Sierra Miwok temporarily, but I feel like I'm spiritually connected deeply to all the tribes and really I have so much respect for them because I can relate to it as a Kanaka Maoli.
3: Mm-hmm. I think it's a very challenging and delicate path to walk. You're doing a kind of work that brings that ancient Hawaiian way and knowledge with you to where you are up there in Indian Country. Lenny. I, I can't believe it. we're actually running out of time here already. I want to say mahalo to you for being willing to share something about your story. Can you? let people know where they might be able to get in touch with you or how they can learn more about your work?
4: Yes, you can either go to the website, com. You can also find me on Facebook or or Instagram under Kumu Mickey. And my prayer is that we just unify and align our prayers to just really heal our sacred world together and align with each of our life ways. So mahalo, mahalo, mahalo.
2: And that was our guest host from time to time, Kayla Kelly and Miki Lani Young from the Kanaka Ma'oli Nation of Hawaii. I want to thank both of them for coming on to First Voices Radio. Again, thank you. This is the voice from Mother Earth speaking to you. There is a nation of fear existing that has chosen to follow a terrible path. Someone needs to speak of the unspeakable that many refuse to see or even accept as reality. To look with your eyes is one thing, but not to acknowledge is another. And whether you accept the graft and corruption happening right in front of you is another. Mother Earth dearly needs your time and effort. welcome and return to First Voices Radio. My name is Teokas and Ghost Horse. You'll be hearing the next four songs in a row without commercial here on First Voices Radio.
0: We're on the road, we're leaving now Gonna find the place they call tomorrow Tomorrow The place we dreamed about If we go, there ain't no doubt They'll follow, they'll follow Suddenly we've come this far I realize there's so much more to this life This life And I believe in you And if you believe in me We're there by daylight Take me to the stars We can never go too far Too far Take me to the stars Let's find out who we are Who we are I wrote a song with you in mind We can pass the past with you in mind For right now I had a dream of you and I, seven sacred teachings, show us why and show us how, show us how. Hear the voice of Mother Earth, she's asking what she's really worth, she's crying. Take me to the stars, we can never go too far. Yeah, take me to the stars That's my
6: Secrets being exposed to, truth we must uphold to, constant fight for justice to pave the way for change. Living in denial, going through the same old cycle, penal colony survival, depending on your ball and chain. System gonna customize you, the man gonna redefine you. Gotta hunt like a nighttime spider, depending on your ball and chain. I'm a survivor Full on energy pervert Sometimes you gotta improvise Depending on your ball and chain System gonna customize you The man ain't gonna redefine you. Depending on your creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, every day I lift my spirit up. But see, my soul is
0: getting heavy. Pressure on my back, and I could barely hold it steady. In a cold world, but daily I keep sweating. Cause I'm vulnerable. Locked in a system that's so deadly. Uh. And now I'm racing to build a foundation. To raise a better life for the younger generation discriminations, we have to change those and mix up all colors to form a rainbow, cause this ball and chain has incarcerated my freedom born into the system and wasn't given a reason, same cycle continues and follows the same sequence, screaming for a change and it's bringing out in the demons cause this ball and chain, got me feeling some type of way, ball and chain got me feeling like I'm a slave, it's like I'm swimming out for the name, cause got me drowned but still I
6: survive, To keep alive I gotta pray, pray, pray. We may find the need to to mix up all our cups
7: smash
2: Was a four-song set of the most played songs you heard here on First Voices Radio for this year, 2022. I'd like to thank you for joining the whole crew, including First Voices Radio producer Liz Hill, Kayla Kelly for co-hosting, and myself, Teokus and Ghost Horse. It sounds odd to say, and myself, Teokus and Ghost Horse, as if having to recenter everything around my self as opposed to yourself, my other self, any self at all. You get it. Or maybe you don't. So let me outro those last four songs without commercial interruptions as they were played. Star People by Indian City and composed by the late great Vince Fontaine out of Canada, followed with Reap and Sew by Adrian Thomas of the band One Way Sky out of southern Arizona. The third song is Ball and Chain by Xavier Rudd and J-M-I-L-L-A, J-Milla, from Australia. And the last song is 1492 from the Earth Surface People's 500 Years EP. I want to thank you for joining all of us on First Voices Radio for listening, debating, agreeing, disagreeing, thinking, being present, and that maybe you made Mother Earth happy. It's good for all of us to be here. And I'm humbled to say that I want you, that I want all life to live. My name is Teokson Ghost Horse.
8: see in the depth of the world and the heart of a dream Ooh-wee, all the places i've been each one reflected in the states i'm in Places I've been, each one reflected in the states I'm in all oh, states I mean I'm slick as a dealer in a green eye shade. Aces up his sleeve and he's not afraid. The mayor in his uniform, monkeys have been well paid. Climbing up the ivy to the balcony above, where pines the heart of my one true love. Obsession, delusion, all that waits is a fateful shove. Ooh-ee, all the sights I've seen in the depth of the world and the heart. I've been Each one reflected in the states I'm in all States I'm in That the dawn corrodes Into the title montage Of a new episode Whisper wells up From the deep untrod, Overflows the channel And spreads abroad Gathers in power like a Lightning rod Ooh-y, All the sights I've seen and the depth of the world And the heart of the dream I've been, each one reflected in the states I'm in all, states I'm in mean. all. ooh all the sights I've seen, in the depth of the world and the heart of a dream. ooh all the places I've been, each one reflected in the states I'm in all.